0: Hello and welcome to the Soul Align Self-Care podcast. Today is episode 30 and I'm so excited about it. I'm having so much fun doing this podcast and I want to thank you for being a part of it. So today's episode, we're asking ourselves the question, are you tired of being judged by how productive you are? And it's not really about being productive. It's more about being defined by whether you're productive, worthy, whether you're a productive, worthy person as defined by society, right? I think we're all getting tired of this definition. I love being productive as long as I'm being productive in the things I want to do things I want to spend my time doing. I want to be doing things that give me purpose and help myself and others and my community. So today I'm going to teach you some questions that you could ask yourself or you could journal them out on how to make these small shifts so you can be more intentional about how you're spending your time to bring more joy and happiness into your life and to kind of like hop off the hamster wheel, so to speak, you know, like uh, wake up you know, like drop out of the production line and really start being intentional. Okay. Before I get started, though, I want to tell you that every year I do master classes, all these free master classes, and then eventually I sell them on my website, but I always do them for free first, right? And this year I decided that I'm going to have a sign up for all of the master classes in 2023, meaning you just have to sign up once and then you'll get notified of all the master classes and i'm going to have 5 this year and you'll have access to them and they'll be emailed to you directly so you don't have to like show up at a certain time you don't have to worry about you know whether you, where you're going to show up on zoom or facebook or wherever they're going to be emailed to you and you'll have access to them for 48 hours to watch for free along with any workbook that's included And then they'll be put on the website for sale separately. They'll also be included in my signature course, Aligned and Worthy. So if you wanted to have access to all the workshops, you could just be in there. But you will have access to them for free at first. So I'm going to put in the show notes the link to sign up for the Soul Aligned Self-Care 2023 free masterclass series for you guys. So I would love to spend this time with you. So definitely get on the list now. You don't have to worry about it for the rest of the year. There's just one sign up. Okay, now let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset, and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello and welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. My name is Tina Stinson, and I'm so glad you're here with me. This is episode 30. I've been having so much fun with this podcast, so I want to thank you for coming and spending this time with me. Today we're talking about the question, are you tired of being judged by how productive you are? And I talked, I said during the intro about how I want to be doing things that give me purpose and help myself and others. And it is hard to shift these things. So today is about learning to check in with yourself a couple of times a day and allowing yourself to stop your production line, so to speak. Or as I like to say, hop off the hamster wheel. (laughs) because it's the perfect example. If you have ever seen a hamster on a hamster wheel, it's kind of like how a lot of us go through our lives. We're just like running, 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 running. Our eyes are facing forward, and we're not really paying attention to how we feel, what we're doing. We're just going through the motions. The busier we are, the more distracted we are. So when you get so busy doing, doing, you fail to check in with yourself to see how you're feeling. If you feel like your soul has been sucked from your body, uh, if this is you, raise your hand, because heads up, it has, and <laughs> this is your wake-up call to just make some changes, and they don't have to be these big, huge changes. Now, I know most of you will say, we have to work, Tina. Like, what kind of fantasy world do you live in? I have to pay my bills. I have kids to take care of. I can't just do what I want. And yeah, this is true, and I understand this as much as the next hard work in person, but you do get to create your own life and your circumstances. Can it take some time to retrieve your soul? Absolutely. But if you don't start now and you do nothing, then when? Then you're just kind of stuck on that hamster wheel, right? Just trudging along, not really living your life, just going through it, right? And even when I was a single mom back in the day, okay, I mean, I'm still a mom, obviously. I have three grown children though, but when I was raising them by myself, I managed to create my own circumstances. They were not perfect, but I wanted something. There was something that was very important to me. And I would definitely say that my kids were my purpose. That was my, that was the most important thing during that time period in my life. See, when my kids were really young and I was still married, I stayed at home with them. I was very lucky to be able to do this. And I know there's a lot of people who can't do that. That's just like a thing that doesn't happen so much anymore when I was getting a divorce, I wanted to try not to disrupt their lives as much as possible, right? I just felt, I felt bad, right? So I thought, what can I do to make money and still be here for them, right? I had no college degree. I had just stayed home all that time. I hadn't worked for like 12 years. So it was bad. Like, and when I did work, I worked in accounting. And let me tell you how long ago this was. I used to do uh, the payroll for like this, this big company down in Georgia, actually. And then I worked for another company that this same family owned up in, uh, on Long Island. Right. So on Long Island, I did accounts payable, but for the company down in, in Georgia, I did their payroll and I did it manually. That's how long ago it was. Like I did, there was no computerized system. I did it all manually. And this was, this is what I did. But then 12 years has passed <laughs> And going back into accounting, I I was just outdated. Like, I wasn't gonna make the money that I made before. And also, I was not gonna be able to be with my kids. I would have had to put them in daycare or had them with a sitter. And daycare was out of the question because they were too old for that. Um, I did eventually have a sitter that helped me out when I was in a jam. Everybody needs that, especially single parents. But I did not want it to be a sitter raising my kids, if you understand what I'm talking about. So I said, I'll sell real estate. What else? Right? So my thought process was very, very naive. Right? So um I had been moved around a lot with my ex-husband's job many, many times. And he always moved ahead of me. And then it was my responsibility to do everything with the house, everything. Right? And the kids. So it was all put on me. And I felt like, that's selling real estate. Right? Like, <laughs> so I laugh now because it was ridiculous but I'm glad I was naive about it because I had the confidence to do it right so I so like I thought about things like nursing and teaching right because I'm thinking uh, some nurses work like you know three 12 hour shifts and I'd have more time with the kids and then teaching you know you have off for the summer but all those things required me to go back to school and the way I was thinking was by the time I finished with school and working some shitty job while I'm going to school, my kids are going to be grown. The, the whole opportunity that I want to create is going to be over. So real estate was basically going to school for a week, taking some test. right? It was super quick and easy, very easy. So I sold real estate for 15 years. I raised my kids. I bought a house where their school was. I tried as hard as possible to be home for them after school, to be at all the sports games, the plays, the activities. I tried to be both the parents. The other parent wasn't too involved, so I had to do everything. Um, this didn't just happen. I created this. As most of you know, real estate can be a bitch and very time consuming. I mean, it's a hundred percent commission, meaning you don't make money unless you sell something, and no one's handing you any leads. Some people think that that happens. That that never happened to me. I maybe had one person hand me a lead, like maybe, I don't know. But what I did was I sold just as much as I needed to get by. And then I just didn't work after that. So what I mean by that is like when I made a sale, you know, that commission maybe covered that month and maybe the next month after that. So I spent after that, I knew I was good for a couple months and I just kind of like chilled with my kids. And it wasn't that I wasn't working at all. I just wasn't I was I wasn't like on the hamster wheel of real estate, but I knew I had to continuously still search for leads. So I was still doing stuff. So don't get me wrong, I wasn't just like sitting at home eating bonbons and stuff, right? I was still working a little bit. I just wasn't killing myself. I was making sure I was there for my kids. Did my managers like this? Absolutely freaking not. I don't think they understood it, but they didn't care. You know, I made some money. Um, you know. They, they, I feel. I feel like they just understood. They just didn't care. Most of the managers just wanted another body that was making money, right? They don't really care too much. Did my colleagues understand this? No. They, they they probably thought I was lame, but I just I just didn't give a shit. I really didn't care what they thought. All I cared about was my kids, and I made it work. I created the circumstance where I could be around my kids more. Um, now, did selling real estate make me happy? Absolutely not. I hated it. It was very cutthroat. Um, I'm too soft for that. Like I'm just not a cutthroat person. But what I loved was what it created for my family. I don't see any any other way that I could have done this at the time. Was it perfect? No. Like a hard no. But it was better than my other options, and it worked. It served its purpose. And now I have the job of my dreams, and I'm doing exactly what I'm meant to do and what I love. So, if you're not happy with how you spend your time, change it because you're not a tree. I always, t- I always say this to myself, Tina. You're not a tree. Freaking move, just move. Um, so it's it's the perfect visual thing. You're not a tree that's rooted in one place. Nobody s- gives you these circumstances, and you have to be handed them and accept them. You you create the momentum. You create the opportunities. You create everything in your own life. Now. I know how hard it could be because, I you know raising three kids by yourself is just near to impossible. It's just impossible. It was just a shit show for ten years, right? Um, so I I know how hard it is to change your circumstances. That's why I use this example. So you just need to make like little shifts. And I wasn't really being very purposeful about it at the time. I wasn't saying, well, I need to create this thing. It was just so painful to me to think that my kids weren't going to have what I always wanted to give them. And this was my number one purpose in my life was my kids. They meant everything to me. So I needed, like I was so motivated to make it work. So if you really want something, you'll make it happen. You'll make the changes. The first step in this edition of choosing yourself, which I'm I'm making this a series, the choosing yourself series, and taking charge of how you spend your time is to check in with yourself a couple times a day, kind of like this, in the morning, the afternoon, and night. I want you to sit for a moment and get present with yourself and take a few deep breaths. Now, What I really, I really want you to focus on getting centered though, and like lose all the distractions. If you have to go sit in the bathroom by yourself, then go sit in the bathroom by yourself. I know what it's like to have kids running around and how distracting it is and dogs and all that stuff, right? I know what that's like. So go to somewhere where you can spend 10, 15 minutes. So in the morning, I want you to actually journal in the afternoon and at night, you don't have to journal each time, but in the morning, I want you to journal out some of these answers, Okay. But when you're checking in, you're going to really get focused, close your eyes, put your hand on your heart center or whatever works for you, whatever feels good on your stomach, wherever feels comfortable, sitting, laying down, just take a few deep breaths, bring yourself back from all those places where your mind is going, like bring all of you back, bring it all back. And just take this short moment to be there for yourself, to choose yourself first. That's what it's about. It's about making these choices to show up for yourself. Then you're going to ask yourself the question, and I want you to have a notebook in the morning when you're doing this. And, like, I just want to clarify if your mornings are just like crazy, like you get up at five, you have to be at work at six, and you have kids, and you're getting, you know, like all this stuff, then maybe the time when you're going to journal is at night before bed. Like, make it work for your life. Don't not do it because it doesn't work exactly how I tell you to do it. Make it work for your life. If you can only do it twice a day, only do it twice a day. All right. So, like, don't stop just because it doesn't work out perfectly. So, you're going to ask yourself, How do I feel right now? And just like answer the question, like, Oh, I'm feeling very insecure right now, or I'm feeling great, or I'm feeling very sad right now. I'm having a shitty day, blah, 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 whatever it is. I'm tired. I didn't sleep last night. I have a cold. I don't feel good. Like, just like, write it out, whatever comes out. If you're not writing at the time when you're asking yourself these questions, just talk to yourself in your head, like just say it out. And then if you feel good, why do you feel good? And then take note of what you're doing to have those feelings because you want to do more of that, right? If you're feeling good, you want to do more of that. So pay attention to why that is and write it down. Now, if you feel bad, same thing. Why? Why do you feel bad? just write it out. Just be complete honesty, write it out. Then ask, what can I do to feel better or even better? So like in the, in the chance that you're feeling great, well, what can you do to feel even better? Because you know what? It can be better. It can always be better and you deserve it and you can make it happen. But if you felt bad, what can I do? What can I, what, what small shift can I make in my life to just make it a little bit better? What can I do? Because it only takes one small shift. Like they always say, like the butterflies flapping its wings creates a wave on the other side of the world. I'm sure I'm fucking that up. But you know, you know what I'm trying, the point I'm trying to make is it just has to be one shift to kind of like change the momentum of your life. So, what can that be? And I'll share with you like every day in my journal, I ask myself, what one small shift am I going to make today? Like, I have all these goals. That I said at the beginning of the year, and what one small, it's like in order to reach these goals, I have to be a different person, I have to show up differently, I have to do things differently, I have to have a different mindset. So, every day, I ask myself, What small shift can I make today towards those goals? Right. And so, part of that is, I want to start having guests on my podcast. So, you guys, I'm going to start having guests. And I'm very excited about it. So, and I have a person in mind, I'm not going to share with you just yet until she's actually scheduled, but um, like every day it's a small shift. Like one day it was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. Do I need different technology? Next day it was, what questions am I going to ask her? Um, The next day it's like, how can I set this up and do it completely professionally? Then the next step was, oh, I'm going to do a test run with maybe a family member or a friend. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm going to do a test run because I want it to go smooth. I want it to be the best experience for my guest. I want it to be professional because I want it, people to know that when you come on this podcast, it's going to be fun. It's going to go smooth. It's going to be professional. And it's going to be something that they want to share with their, you know, their people, so to speak, in their lives. So that's my small shift. But can you see how small it is? It's just one small thing every day. One small thing every day. So try to brainstorm a list of small things you can do daily to shift yourself into feeling better or even better, as I said. Also shift into spending more time doing the things that add joy and peace and all those things to your life, okay? Um, I don't know if any of you had seen the movie, um, How Do You Know, with Reese Witherspoon, Paul Rudd, Jack Nicholson, but anyway, there's a part in the movie where... It's her birthday, or anyway, and it, it's like she's competing. Uh, I mean, Paul Rudd, and oh my goodness, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember the other actor. He's blonde. He has the funny nose that looks like it's been broken like 20 times. Um, I can't remember his name. But anyway, I love him. Anyway, they're both kind of competing for Reese Witherspoon. And, you know, the blonde guy, he's got all the money. And Paul Rudd doesn't. And he's going through like a really hard time in his life, but he's still going for it. Right. But anyway, so the blonde guy gives her like this really expensive watch for her birthday. And Paul Rudd comes up with this, um, uh, paper bag, uh, with a thing of Play-Doh in it. And he tells her the story. I'm sure I'm going to screw this up. But anyway, he talks about how Play-Doh was this stuff that I can't even remember what it was used. It was used to like I don't know, maybe clean something off walls. I don't know. It was used for something industrial before it was Play-Doh. And then it wasn't needed anymore. And then the, the sister-in-law of the person who invented the, um, this stuff, this sticky stuff, said to him, why don't we just like dye it and then use it as clay for kids? And that's how P- Play-Doh was invented. And his point, what he was, he was giving this to her because she was at a crossroads in her life and he was just trying to t- tell her that Sometimes all you need is one small shift to make things work out perfectly, like the Play-Doh. And so he gave her this gift. Now, I'm not telling the story as good as Paul Rudd did, of course, because Paul Rudd is like a god, right? I love him. But anyway, watch the movie and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like one of the best parts of the movie. But it's the perfect example of all you need is to make these small shifts to make these huge changes in your life. And what this does is is it disrupts your pattern of doing, doing, doing. It knocks you off the production line and the hamster wheel. It wakes you up, right? It wakes you up from all these societal expectations of being productive, worthy member of society, on someone else someone else's definition and not yours. It's time to wake up and make your own definition of what productive is for you okay? Some of us just need a small shift. Some of us need many small shifts over time, right? But remember you don't if you don't start now, you'll be in the same place next year you know? And if you don't do things differently, then the results you get from life won't change either. Just like I said to myself, I know in order to like achieve my goals, I can't be the same person. I have to grow, right? I have to make these shifts too. And it's a, it's a continuous thing. Like next year I'll have new goals, bigger goals, and I'll have to shift even more. So commit yourself to these check-ins as often as you can. It takes a few minutes, right? It doesn't take a lot of time out of our lives. It's just a small thing you can do every day for yourself. Start making the shifts you need to create the new results that you want. And remember to always choose yourself first every day so that you can share your best self with the world. All right. I told you at the beginning of the podcast about the masterclass series I got coming up. It's a free masterclass series for 2023. I'm going to be doing five masterclasses just for you on similar topics to what I talk about on the podcast definitely sign up for that in the show notes. I would love to have you. I would love to get to know the people that come here and listen to me and that share this this space and this time with me. I would love to know you on a more personal level. So um, share this podcast with someone who might need it. Please, if you can leave me a a rating on here, it exposes me to more people. And um, if you look in the show notes, like you leave a rating, you take a picture of it, you send it to me. Um, I'll send you a free meditation right to your, your email. So I would love your help with this. And I just want to thank you for spending this time with me. Episode 30. Woo. Okay. I'll see you next week. Bye.